Hey, where are the white women at? But how did he get down to his underwear that fast? We'll just have to take these pants off so that I can take a closer look. Still others evolved so much, they don't even need to wear pants. Hi, Joe. Welcome. We're at Cartoon Casual, aren't we? Yeah, we are. We have a special guest today, Frank Casillas, Tiki Bandits, Voodoo Glow Skulls. And you're here to promote basically what you're here for. This is very exciting. First big promoter that I'm really aware of. I don't know of any other music festival that's ever happened in this town. Yeah, it's called Rude 66 Car and uh, Music Festival. Music Festival coming up in yeah. October. Thanks for yeah. coming on the show, man. Yeah. Hey, guys. Thanks, man. This, this is a, a really cool setup. And uh, yeah. Thanks for having me. Well, we try to uh, thanks for having me. Try to make as comfortable as we can. I think my favorite part is the Craigslist table with the holes drilled in it. <laughs> it's like it's super fancy. It's my hey, it part. works. It works. The, the, <laughs> this table was a oh two or three week table. Is what the plan was. And yeah, now yeah. It's, two or three weeks, and then we'll, I'll get a nice like some really nice make wood a thing and, do and we'll do this. Yeah, it kind of has yet to happen yet, but we're doing other. The stuff, kitchen so. table that every everybody who ever lived in a trailer ever has owned in their right. kitchen, right? Including so, myself, it, it, it's retro. <laughs> it is retro. Yeah, it's official. It's a nice way to put it. Yeah, vintage. We can call it vintage retro. So yeah, the um, Joe and I were talking. We went to some. We went to the Blues Festival in Laughlin a few couple of the, years ago. What, blues and Brews at uh, Colorado Bell. Okay, right. Like three years ago, something like and, that. And then we yeah. thought to ourselves, we could do something like this and probably do it better. And then we kept talking about it off and on. But then all of a sudden, Joe mentions to me a few I months said, hey, ago, "Hey, guess guess who's going to do the shit that we've been talking about doing and, <laughs> and never did? Frank's doing it." And yeah, dude, well, your lineup is so diverse, and I'm absolutely loving it. So how did you how did you come up with this? I mean, what was your idea, the thought? I mean, when did all of a sudden hit like I want to do this thing? Well, um, I've I've always been a, a promoter and a, a advocate of like local DIY, you know, do it yourself if you don't know what that means. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, music and artists and just promotions and whatnot. It's always been something that I've always done besides being a musician. Uh, and I was involved in a festival called the Corn Fest in Fort Mojave, Bullhead City area where I live, through the Kiwanis, and it was just like a like the annual country fair of that area. How long ago was that? This was probably, I think the last one I was involved in was probably six, seven years ago. Okay. But when I first moved into town, uh, an insurance agent, I was getting insurance and stuff. We just knew, knew from California into Bullhead, and uh, the insurance guy was like, hey, what do you do for a living? And I was like, well, I'm a musician, and I tour and whatnot and he said well have you heard of the corn fest it's our thing we do every year and come check it out so i i went and they brought me on to help them bring in entertainment and stuff and i ended up being ended up being one of the main event organizers for the music oh wow for for like five or six years in a row wow i feel bad now i never even heard of the corn festival like i yeah well they quit doing it oh okay they had some I don't know. They're, I don't know. They're in, you know, the Kiwanians uh, had a falling out or something, but it ended up, they squashed it. But now they're bringing it back this year. So um, I'm not involved in it, but that's kind of where I got interested into doing big events out here. So, and the, what was the last, have you done, like up to this one coming up, you've done any recent 
events are disciplined in the kind of a lull, and then you're like, all right, it's time to do this again. Well, I I, I promote regularly at, at Lazy Harry's Bar and Grill in Bullhead City. It's a River Bar, okay, a popular place yep. uh, in Bullhead. Uh, I'm the promoter there, so I, I I book bands from this area, deal with bands from all over Arizona, the whole region. So um, I've become friends with people from the Mojave County uh, Fair Association and. A year or two ago, I presented this idea to them, and they liked it, and they decided to jump on board with me and work with me on it. And uh, you know, being a, a in, in a local band here that plays Kingman frequently, and, and and people that are in my band that are young business owners here in town and, and artists as well, uh, we decided to get together and, and put this thing together and see if we can get something going you know it's it's very cool because you know joe and i were talking about and then before we a while back and then before the show started today how the time is just kind of it's it's it, the time is now i it's mean it's ready to go yeah yeah in, yeah. A, in our low local city so yes I, I i see it i mean i i live in in again in bullhead city where there's there's cool stuff going on there but there's no downtown there's that, no that's right. the that's the bummer about bullhead city because i know there's a ton of cool people down there and you know and all the river cities right along there but there's no like central area to bullhead that you could do that you know what i mean like, right so that that's that's why i you know i, I i'm attracted to this area kingman um just i like historical you know i I've, i like historical places and uh, you know i'm really drawn to that and i i just have seen uh, the art scene and, and music scene develop here there's a lot of cool stuff going downtown um as we were talking before, you know, we got on the podcast. You know, uh, it was a ghost town maybe a few years back, and yeah. now and now you got so much cool stuff going on. So um, it's amazing. And another thing, you know, we were like you said, we were talking about like the last time that there was anything really cool going on downtown was the House of Sound, and that was it. Right. And you know, and that petered out after less than two years. I think it was open, but man, there's tons and tons of cool bands that came through. When was House of Sound? When did it go? When did it finally leave? It shut the two thousand one. I think. Did we talk about that? Was that? Did we establish that it was like right after you moved? Up, up yeah, here? I mean, I think yeah. it may be sooner than that. I mean, Voodoo Glow Skulls, uh, the band I was in for a while. A long time. We, a while. I like that. <laughs> how, long, how long is a while? Like 29, 20, years. 29, 29 years. 29 years. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we were supposed to play there, and our, our our colleagues, you know, Guttermouth and bands like that had recently played there. And then when we were scheduled to play there, it suddenly just got shut down. So uh, we never really got to play there. And it's too bad. And I'm just thinking back to when I was like 17, 18, 19 years old going, God damn it. I always wanted to see Voodoo in my hometown. I would lose, just lose my shit. And, uh, and but everybody, every band member I ever talked to that played here always felt like they were very welcomed. And that still goes back 20 years. Even today, we had a musician who played at the brewery last night that just by happenstance, Paul, after a few beers, was able to recruit her to. <laughs> what he, happened was we were downtown, which we never we pointed this out. We just happened to be down there, and Joe said, "Look, she's pretty good. Let's go down there to the brewery after this stupid city council meeting," and we did. And um, she was really good. And blown away. But normally, what happens yeah. is, is talent. She's a traveling. She's from the East Coast. And but usually, what happens is when they pack up their guitar and whatnot at ten o'clock, they're gone. They're driving to the next city. Right. But this wasn't the case with her. She happened to be spending the night, and they had a little bit of time. So I just threw it out there. Hey, come on out and record. And they came out she and her sister and her dog and the dog yeah <laughs> yeah that, see that that's and I really love cool that. yeah yeah and then that that's that's awesome you know that that helps obviously uh you know the podcast and, and everything downtown you know you get sure. different art 
coming through. Yeah. And I mean, it's very, very cool. And art yeah. begets art. It really does. Yeah. And and you have to have those certain, I guess, uh, not, I shouldn't even say venues, just the, the culture and the people to help promote it. And it just get it, it you, it gains mass and gains, yeah. gains momentum. And this is, this festival I think is going to put some real staying power when it comes to the scene. Yeah, we're hoping so. You know, you, you've got so many, uh, I mean, you know, there's, there are obviously a lot of Route 66 festivals uh, or related festivals here in Kingman. You know, you got Andy Divine Days. You got all these traditional things that have been going on for many, many years. But, you know, now we've got a whole new generation, you know, the millennial crowd, kids, younger people in, in that are into different types of music and, and uh, you know, being able to, still represent and, and, and try to like, uh, how, how would I say, just uh, appreciate the culture and the art that's in town and stuff. Uh, and then still just give it like a more like a, a modern twist. Is kind of a, like do. a little bit of polish, like just kind of brighten things up and a little bit, of, like you said, a modern twist. And I love that, it, especially looking at the lineup. I swear there's a few, there's actually a band on here I just noticed. I didn't realize Savage Cat was playing. I just saw that. I, I saw those guys at Timeout Tavern ten years ago. I love those guys. Yeah, and that's another thing we're trying to do is we're trying to make this a, a grassroots yeah. vibe and, and and give a lot of love to uh, not only the local bands but like the, the regional bands here in, in the area. Uh, you know, so we're 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 trying to just get people to come out and support the local local stuff first. You know, and as this thing grows, we're we're you know we've had. We, we, we had some big names that we were trying to bring in for this, but this being our first year, we decided, you know, let's not get in over you know our heads and, and, and just try to make it more of a grassroots local thing. And, and, and you know, there's always going to be people that are going to, like the artists are going to go, I don't know, let's let's see how they do the first year and right. we'll come back for the second year. Right. Which sucks, but man, that's how you do it. And it's not like you have a, you got a pretty deep lineup. This is going to be great. So, we, oh, by the way, I had to, before we forget, October 14th. Yes. yes. Uh, October 14th, Saturday, and it's going to be at the Mojave County uh, Fairgrounds, same place where they do the Mojave, you know, Mojave County Fair. And uh, we're going to have like 13 different bands throughout three stages, uh, a car show that's not just a classic car show, but we're opening it to different types of cars. You know, if you've got a mini truck, low rider, there's different different trophy categories. So um, I want to bring my 2001 you know, Ford Ranger that's yeah. bone, yeah, bone stock <laughs> yeah. and the tailgate doesn't you know? open. I'm going to bring that. That's in my custom bit is the tailgate doesn't work. <laughs> so, you know, we're just trying to make it a fun thing, not exclude anybody. Yeah. Um, well, and that's what you have to do because you do that, especially this is a huge car town. We know this on 66 and Kingman's a big car town. So right. that's a smart thing, obviously, to do is involve the automobile people locally. And then you have them come out with some really cool, interesting, funky music that you probably haven't heard before. And it's going to grab some people in some new interest. And that's the whole idea. I have this synergetic thing that's going. It's really funny. Downtown a handful of years ago, I remember I was talking to someone when I first moved here when downtown was dead. We talked about this not right. that many years ago. Right. As well, Kingman doesn't really want that. And it's not that people won't support it. And, but that's total horseshit because it just, is. But so that kind of was the negative vibe that because it wasn't there, no one wanted it. That's not the case. It just needed the right mix of people to ante up and do it. And it's going to be kind of a synergistic thing where it's going to build. You can't Which just doing right now. You can't just sit back like you and I did and talk about doing a music festival, and then Frank actually needs to do it, and that's right. exactly what and that's right. exactly what happened, man. And it's gonna I'm, it's gonna kick ass. I'm and, super and, stoked. Well, and, here, and here's what is amazing too is that is that this is true with so many things that people look to someone else they think well someone should do this or someone needs to do that. It is amazing what few small percentage of people 
or persons can make a huge difference in a small community. You take one person, possibly like yourself, to step up, and then this makes it happen because everybody else doesn't do it, you know, and it doesn't mean that it can't be done. It just, you had the will and desire, the background, right? and you said, we're doing it, you know, and that's all it takes sometimes to get a thing going. And, and we're talking about this with an aviation topic, but it had to do with air shows, not locally, but someplace else where um, some key person who was involved years ago passes away, and then all of a sudden the air shows are gone. So no, that means that one person. It was that one linchpin person that Yeah, that it. made it right. happen. So it doesn't take, I guess my real point is, it doesn't take that many people or persons to make a difference, and this could make a big difference because we've been needing this for a long time. Yeah, yeah. I hope so. And I think we're going to be, you know, be pretty successful at this first one. We've got a lot of great people working with us. You know, we've got... Uh, Becca Parks, you know, from Black Sheep Tattoo, and 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 I'm trying to actually we're we're trying to uh, invite the local businesses on Beale to help. Not if they can't sponsor, you know, just help us out with the pre parties or whatnot because we're doing events all around this thing. Like the night before and the night of after it's over, we're doing an after party. We've got some stuff planned, so. Um, and I'm sure you, you know. mentioned this to Tim also coming up. I guess is there some things maybe? Yeah, yeah. no, I talked to him about it. and He's like, "Thank God we're, they're doing some a car show." Other than we've talked about this before, and I, I I try my best not to shit on some of the local folks. But man, if I see another '57 Chevy that's red and white, <laughs> like I don't give a shit. <laughs> that's why I love that. There's one guy here in town that has an early '60s. Didn't your dad have one or something? The uh, Jaguar. The Jag, the Jaguar is an E-type. Uh, E-type Jag. Yeah. It's like a mid '60s E-type Jag that has the original paint on it. It's not. Yeah. It's no clear coat. It's cream colored. He's like 90 years old. Him and his wife come down every third Saturday. I love that that guy shows up. And there's Jag, yeah. And then the other guy that's got his like mid-60s, he he took a rollover Dodge Challenger <laughs> from like two or three years old yeah. and pulled the whole like uh, drivetrain out of it and put it into a mid-60s Dodge truck that's still rusty and primer and shit. I, just, I love that rat rod look. And I'm anticipating... Yeah, we're going to shit like that. We're, yeah. we're going to get the, the the car club that is sponsoring or, or hosting the show, the Ghouls Car Club. They're they're from Yuma, Arizona, but they they've got guys all over Arizona. Uh, they're involved with the the Rockabilly Reunion in Havasu and other events, and uh, you know they they go out there and they hustle and they bring that whole vibe. So we're we're definitely uh, you know just that's why we're open to everybody because we're trying to get motorcycles out there. Uh, bring your hot rod, your your rat rod, you know, your mini truck, your import tuner, you know, whatever you got. You know, that sounds good. Shit, yeah. Paul, I wish you could get your plane there. Yeah, <laughs> I could probably drag the fuselage on the trailer there. You the should. guy doesn't pay me for it at that point. I just drag it down there. <laughs> just, you saw the airplane part that was outside. Yeah. I could just bring it there. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll just do a festival here too. So. Okay, good. That, it's not like, that'd, be, is, that'd be a good that idea. A great idea. Out at the airport oh, somehow shit. we could make that happen. Well, I know where to go to to help with the planning. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, of these bands, who are you performing with? Um, Looking well, at just the Tiki Bandits? Yeah, I'm just I, I'm in the Tiki Bandits uh, band. We're 50s, 60s uh, cover band, but we 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 do our own punk version of those songs, and uh, that's how, that's how I started hanging out in Kingman. You know, is when the band first started. I had members. Well, I still have members uh, that are in Kingman, uh, but we used to practice here when we first started the band and uh, we would hang out downtown after we after rehearsal and 
We played Black Bridge. Yeah. It was one of our yep. first, first, first anniversary, first yeah. anniversary that, that's party. That's when you freaked out what was going on. That was, was the first of... time I freaked out. And I yeah. was like, all right, all right, I got I to gotta talk to Frank Voodoo. I got to get this shit over <laughs> <Yeah>. with. <laughs> that I had, was... I, it was bad. I was like, uh, 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 Mr. Mr. Voodoo. I was, I was like, yeah. I was 13 again. I shit you not. And people were just laughing. They're making fun of me. I'm like, yeah. you guys don't understand. Dude, 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 like, music was really important to me. But yeah. anyway, I digress. Well, where where, where awesome. are you from originally? Well, I, I'm from Los Angeles, but I was raised in in in, in Riverside, California. Okay, where I, you know, okay, I spent that's most where you really my, grew up. Okay, that's where I started my musical career with my brothers, and and we started, uh, you know, Voodoo Glow Skulls, which is a well known ska punk band. Oh yeah. And we say Los Angeles, you mean Los Angeles proper or some? Like, well, I was, I was, I was born in East LA. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was, I was born in East LA, and then wow, and, and then okay. uh, you know lived there. W- when I was young, and then my parents moved us around. We moved to Santa Ana, California, for a few years, and then my folks moved us to Riverside. And it was like moving from Orange County to Riverside. It seemed like we were moving to Texas or something. That, that <laughs> this was like in the seventies. It's like where are we going? Out there, my my parents were from. Uh, they were born and raised in Santa Monica, so I spent some time in Southern California with my grandparents, stuff like that. But it was. Uh, it just I always kind of like hearing about Southern California, these little places, and the people. A lot of people are obviously from these areas, and it's kind of yeah. a big town. Yeah, L.A. It's big. Check it out. There's like yeah. 50, yeah. Go there sometime. if you guys have never heard of Los Angeles, California, you should go there. Um, but yeah, we we uh, lived there and grew up, and I, you know, started we started this band and and, and became successful in the uh, in the '90s. We did some some cool stuff, and. Uh, you know, it, we managed to carry us for 29 years, you know. Amazing. So then I, I went to the river one day on vacation in between tours, like in 2001, and and I, I just kind of fell in love with, like, the whole area. Yeah. And I ended up buying a house two weeks later and, and, and moved and just oh, picked shit. up and moved. It was that quick. Yeah. Wow. I, I was on a weekend camping trip in, at Davis Camp down yeah. in the Laughlin yeah. area. Yeah, yeah. And by the third day in, I was already picking up real estate magazines at the supermarket and whatnot and just checking out property value and, you know, everything. And, and uh, I'm going to guess you weren't checking this out during the middle of the summertime, though. I'm going to guess it was probably the. Uh, it, it was it was early summer, so it wasn't quite hot. <laughs> was it? OK, OK. <laughs> That's funny. It is warm down there, but it is beautiful. It's a different part of the world, man. People come here from all over the world to check this area out. Yeah, this whole area is, is yeah. beautiful. And and. and and I, as a kid, I was always intrigued intrigued by like the whole gold rush and like mining and, and stuff. And and I used to just love like the Knott's Berry Farm calico mine train and stuff. You know, I was I was just really liked all that stuff. So it's just weird that I ended up out here after. Yeah, I can. I honestly remember the first time I heard that you had moved out here. This is obviously years before I ever met you. Was I was at. Uh, a punk show down in Havasu that I don't know if you ever went there. I, I actually saw um, it was uh, oh shit Union Thirteen, and then a couple other a couple other like lo- like just a couple local bands from Havasu. And somebody was like, yeah, you know, we're gonna get uh, Voodoo to play here. And I'm like, what? Really? And like, yeah, Frank lives in Bullhead. And I'm like, why? I just remember thinking, why? <laughs> was now it the that skate I park? yeah, I think it. it Cause, uh, it was a sh- I used to smoke a lot of weed back then. Because I, I, I actually I had a venue in Havasu, Havasu okay. Underground. Roll up door, like a garage kind of thing. This was in like a this was industrial in almost like a little industrial park. Yeah, this, no, this, that okay. was the the uh, it was called Mamas or something like that, or, or it was a skate park in Havasu. Um, 
and Voodoo actually did play, end up playing there once towards the end of it when they closed it down. Yeah, yeah. And then I actually ended up buying the old movie theater or leasing it, and I opened up an all ages club in Havasu and ran that for like three years. I never made it down there for that. And then I, then I, damn it, bought a bar in Lake Havasu after that, and we moved it to a bar and ran that. It was called the Havasu Underground, and I did it for like maybe six years straight. I heard, I remember hearing talks of Havasu Underground. I had a kid then. I had a kid. My kid was born in two thousand. So mm-hmm. like. Until recently, I was like, oh, that's not really, I don't get a chance to do a lot of that stuff. But yeah. anyway, um, that's, I'm, I'm damn glad you chose to move out here. Me too. I actually love it. You know, I, I, if you can get, obviously in Bullhead, get used to the heat, but I live on the river. So, you know, that's jump in the water. It's, yeah. And, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah it's right there. You're like right on the river. I live, I, I live right on the riverfront street. Uh, my back, I don't live on the river bank, but I live across the street from riverfront home. So, and I have access to the river, right? It takes you 20 seconds to jog over there and jump in the water if you need to. Yeah. There's a, there's a, a dock, a private launch and a little park for property owners there. Okay. You know, so yeah, I have a good time. Right on. Sounds all right. You know? Yeah. You moved from Riverside to the river's side. Oh, yeah, no. I did. That was so cool. Yeah. The real, but it's the real Riverside because you go to Riverside and like the Santa Ana Riverbed is like dry. There's yeah, no right? Yeah. Like there's yeah. no Riverside where there's no river. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So the, um, you've been planning this for, I mean, actual planning for a couple of years then. Yeah. Kind the, of. Yeah, they came, you know, the whole, mind, the, uh, uh, yeah, because uh, Tiki Bandits, you know, our band, we've been playing around Kingman, and we've met some co- really cool people. Uh, James, who is one of the main people at the Mojave County Fair, uh, brought us on to do some events for him, and we played the fair last year, actually. And I pitched it to him. I was like, hey, you know, I, I, I want to do this festival, and, and uh, I have this idea, and immediately he was like hey let's do it you know let's talk about it what do you want to do and we had a couple of meetings and and uh just decided to just go for it you know and um so yeah we're just you know i managed to get some sponsors and a few people that i've i I know through working with my with voodoo and these you know in 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 the music industry and trying to put it together and and and, um so yeah we decided to just go for it and the, the fair is giving me a uh, they're working with me on this event, making it easy for me to go in there and, and, and make it happen. So that's, that's um, fantastic that they're, they, they kind of not so much fast tracking it, but working with you. Cause I, I'm sure you've run into stuff like this in the past where people will just say, all right, well you do all the work and then we'll let you know if you can, if you can or can't man. But right. if you can get somebody to help you, yeah, that's it, awesome. it makes a big difference. So that, that, that make, you know, that, that makes it a lot easier for, for a promoter from, you know, instead of having to come in and, and, have you had any have you had any major hurdles yet at all like any like it's big stumbling blocks like oh fuck that's gonna be a bitch when we get to that no point. no so far everything everything is is come together nicely uh we're in the process of you know doing all the like logistical stuff like the insurance and the permit for the city and stuff but i mean since it's at the fairgrounds which is already like its own it's kind of its own, own thing. Thing. like yeah. they have their own liquor license they have their own this yeah have their own that it's, yeah so yeah. It, it, it's i don't think we're gonna run into anything there um, we happen to know a lot of people that are involved in this, like the chamber of commerce is completely supporting this event. Oh, that's great. Uh, good. That's good know, to hear. And, and yeah. Stuff like that. So, uh, I, I, you know, like you guys said earlier, I, I think this, this area is ready for something like this to happen. And, uh, you know, a lot of the bands that we have, a lot of the artists, 
they're uh, like rockabilly and surf, and they're playing music from the era back in the day. Of course, yeah, just with a new but modern, with their own modern thing, you know. Right. So it's 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 not like we're we're having a bunch of crazy music and stuff. It's it's still <laughs> traditional stuff, but yeah. with its own modern twist. And we're doing a Miss Rude '66 contest as well, which is you know like a pin. Our, our it's going to be a pinup con- girl type of contest, and that's cool. Local ladies, you know. Um, join and, and, and sign up for it. Kind of so. like you'd see on like a nose art of a of an old air- aircraft or something like that. Like a yeah. pin up, kind of the old yeah. uh, style, look, whatever you want to call this. Remember your, it's pin, I just pin, pin up. Pin, pin up, up. that would be yeah. it. Yeah. 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 And we've got a, a, a lady, uh, Candy K. She's like a popular pin up figure. You know what would be perfect for this? I'm sorry, this look. I'm telling you, Sarah Ferry could pull this she, off. She absolutely big could. time. She's got yep. the face. She got she got the structure for it. I she, lo- she would love to do that kind of shit. She, and and we're gonna encourage. And it, I assume it, it's 18 up or 21 yeah, up. Yeah, it's gonna the, be it's, it's gonna be 18 up. You know, we're we're kind of putting it not not last minute. We're we're putting it together with this girl Candy K from Phoenix. She's an event promoter. She's a pinup girl and she's a model. She's gonna host it. She's got a lot lots of fans. Uh, and she's the one that's kind of structuring it for us, but it's going to be really, you know, you just show up to the event and you sign up and, you know, we're going to have the contest, which will probably, you'll probably have to, uh, just answer a few questions. There's not going to be like a talent show or nothing like that. (laughs) (laughs) There should be though. I think that'd be great. I, I think if we had the time to do that, it would be awesome, but we have to pull this off like, in between like 13 bands. Yeah. <laughs> okay, no, yeah. yeah 13 so, bands. I love that you have three stages. Yeah. Like that. That's, that's cool. fantastic. That's, we're, we're trying to create an atmosphere for people, you know, and, 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 uh, just make it to where people can just walk around and, and have a, a, a different experience. What, what are the hours of the, I know it's on this, but, but yeah, what time does yeah, it start? Well, yeah, it, like, it starts early at 11 AM. Uh, and it's going to end around eight or nine o'clock, you know? Um, so yeah, it's an all day thing. And and it's going to go on into the early evening and you know and 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 end at right around nine o'clock. That's awesome. What we're, th- what we're doing. Uh, what's the what's the cost? Right now, uh, you can go uh, on the website rude sixty six fest dot com. That's R U D E. Yes, R U D E. Yes. And there's a link there, and you can buy a presale ticket for ten dollars. And we're actually keeping the presale tickets up until about two weeks before the show and then they're going to go up to 15 pre-sale and if you wait till the last minute it's going to be 20 at the door so we're really trying to encourage people to buy the pre-sale sure. ticket for ten dollars you know it's, oh, yeah. it's and you get so many bands and and so much cool stuff we've got some really good vendors coming in um a lot of rockabilly and retro type of vendors and Rockabilia and art. And yeah, you mentioned speaking of the art this, before we started recording. There was something yeah. you can have. You're, you can have local artists like in a four by eight sheets of plywood to have stuff kind of around. Or there's something you were talking. Yeah, because we we reached out to the local art community and and we're still doing that. But you know we're asking people to do like a Route 66 themed art, um, real quick and easy art like graffiti art or like uh, stencil art and stuff like that paintings whatever people can do you know and uh do them on like on a sheet of plywood or, or similar something that's easy to set up and yes not yeah. exactly framed and going in a gallery exactly like <laughs> more urban Thank style you. than that yeah, yeah and banners or whatever they want to do it on and then we're gonna we're gonna place it within the festival grounds and have it to where people that are walking through they they, they, they can see it so we're gonna have you know that type of stuff displayed out there um 
you know, art and craft vendors, uh, music vendors. The bands are going to have merchandise. We've got some cool food coming through. Uh, Hooch's Kingman Grill. Uh, they're jumping on as, as, as sponsors, so they're going to yeah, be very doing, good. They're going to be doing the barbecue. Oh, that's awesome! And so, yeah, we've got some cool stuff planned. You know, it's coming together pretty good right now. And, and some vendors coming up from the river also coming up. There? Yeah, we've got yeah. people from Parker okay. uh, coming up, Crossbones Clothing, um, and just a lot of the vendors that pretty much go around this whole region and do several, you know, different events, and, D- different and festivals and, and fairs and stuff. Yeah, like yeah. That. There's like a whole circuit of people that do that, you know, and. We're going to be targeting a lot of the f- vendors from the the Mojave County Fair as well because that's like exactly a month before our our deal, and uh, so we're going to be there having a heavy presence, handing out these flyers and um, trying to invite some of the vendors to come back, the ones that we think will fit what we're trying to do, you know, and stuff. So, um, yeah, we're excited about it. I think it's going to be a oh, cool, yeah. cool thing. Oh man, I, and I'm I'm super stoked. I think it's going to be great, and I think. I think you're going to be pleasantly surprised with just the outpouring of support of people that are going to show up. I think it might end up being a madhouse like well, because people are starving for stuff like this. We hope so. Yeah, let, let's hope so. I mean, we've got just about – I'm not going to say we got all the all the cool local bands because there are so many oh, yeah, there's cool a lot. bands. But we, we managed to get, like, a, like you mentioned earlier, like Savage Cat, you know, bands that have been playing this whole river in, 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 in for, the area for years. And, and, you know, just to throw a few, like Lonesome Dick, I love those guys. Rebel Set, Surfside, Swank Bastards, Simmer Down. Those guys are, those guys are kick-ass. I like Simmer Down. Yeah, right. Um, and just a few. But we're, I want to get uh, an electronic copy of this to post up on our, like the flyer to put up on uh, our Facebook page and Instagram and all that. And we'll promote the hell out of it. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, the website is Rude66. Yes, uh, Rude66. It's R-U-D-E 66 Fest. Dot com. com and it's and we're on instagram and, and facebook yeah it's on the facebook page and, yeah. uh, a lot of people have asked me well why is it rude 66 you know it's a, you know people that don't you know well rude is like a word that is associated with like the ska rude boy you're right exactly and and a lot of people think thought originally it was going to be like a ska festival but and and we do have some ska bands playing but I just think just throwing rude in there just makes it edgy and just makes it more like I a, agree. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's a good play on words. It's yeah. a pretty brilliant play on words, actually. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. So so we we um you know, we're hoping that, that it works out for us, man. And and, and and you guys thanks, you know, for, for jumping on board and we want to make you guys a part of it too. So it would be cool if you guys could set up like a Oh man a station. I love that. And people just come by and we'll just interview ha- bands and yeah, yeah, like dump ideas, sodas right? on us. Like, yeah, you guys. <laughs> They're like, hey, you guys are you guys are dickheads, <laughs> and then just splash it. That, that, you know, that would probably happen. Maybe, maybe a, a cartoon casual dunk like dunk dunk booth, tank a dunk tank thing. Kind of cool. Yeah, that's like not that. a that's no no that, that I'm, that I'm not doing that. You can do that. <laughs> no. Uh, what what's really funny, Frank? Is we've been doing this for a little while and we're getting a larger and larger fan base, and then we start going walking around downtown. People that don't really recognize somehow recognize us or me, and they go, "Yeah, I love your podcast." These are some people you don't really imagine being in your demographic. You know, you're right. like a little more conservative than you would imagine. And I go, "Oh, well, thank you." And then they walk away, and I go, "Oh my god, we have to think about what we've been talking I, about, I, what I've said." <laughs> like, Holy this crap. guy's listening. Oh no! I mean, oh my! I all the time, this happens to me. That happened like the lady uh, last night. She's, you know, she. 
oh, I listen to your podcast. I'm like, oh, God, I made so many dick jokes on the last episode. <laughs> I can't believe that you like, she, still listen to it. She's very attractive, older teacher, right? Well, I, I say the, older, but I mean, she's attractive. It's my, do- my daughter's freshman English teacher, yeah. right? So now my daughter's a senior, and she's like, oh, yeah, she listens to the podcast. And I finally got to meet her for the first time last night, her and her husband. But the awkward thing and, was, too, is I told the story on one of her previous episodes about I had this English teacher in, in college at this technical college I went to who was kind of very flirtatious, shall we, shall we say, and wrote notes on my paper as she was grading it. And I don't know. So it, the stories kind of went in these different she, directions. And you, you didn't even tell Frank the rest of it. It was the, the fact that she's like, see me after class about your dangling participle. Right, that she wrote on there. And went, no shit wrote that. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You, so you, then this other woman that you know that we're talking, she, oh, I love your podcast. Oh and all I can stories. think of is like, oh, for fuck's sake, I can't believe they still listen to it. Yeah. I can't believe sometimes people listen to, will continue to listen to it, but eh, it seems to be working. Fine. Yeah. And right. we, got, we get interesting people on here like Frank. So, yeah, well, then we, I mean, we then we need to set you guys up somewhere there and during the event and and have you guys do do something that would be that, I think that would be awesome. I, I'd love to do that. That would be cool. Well, let's uh let's take a break. That sounds good. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. We'll be more. We'll be back with more probably. Yeah. I hope so. Sure. Yeah. Probably. Absolutely. Absolutely.
quarterback, more cartoon casual with Frank Casillas, yeah. Mr. Paul Gaines. I think it'd be good for um, some of the people to really know a little bit of history of, of Frank, kind of kind of who he is, where his life kind of led him up to this point a little bit, mm-hmm. and why you're into promoting the music scene now. Like what, who, what, what this is all yeah. about. Frank, oh, okay. who are you? <laughs> who am I? Uh, okay, well, I'm the former lead singer. Up to up until recently, I was a lead singer for a, a ska punk band out of Riverside, California uh, called Voodoo Glow Skulls. Um, for those of the, you that don't know what ska punk is, I guess. Uh, You'll figure it out. Yeah. Ferme, Band Geek Mafia. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's, check it's it out. High energy reggae music with rock and roll riffs and stuff, right? I guess you, you could say that. Do you yeah. hate the term ska core? Not really. I mean, we I, we were uh, us and the Boston's. I think are are kind of responsible for and Murphy's Law and Bands, and like we were kind of responsible for starting that whole scene. I I would one hundred percent agree with that. That that genre, I guess you could say. Yeah, because there was no. Put it this way: there's nobody that sounds like the Boston's. There's nobody that sounds like Voodoo Glow Skulls. Yeah, that I can think of. Nobody, so, not even close to similar. So um, I started that band with my younger brothers and did that. Uh, we, we we had some uh, pretty good success back in the mid-90s when people were still buying CDs and listening to records. And Well, records are coming back and stuff. But It's nuts know. that they're, they're coming back. And yeah. they're like, I, I, I don't know. It's beyond me, I guess, because I didn't grow up with records in the house, really. Yeah. Like, mom had records, and they were always in the basement. We had CDs. So we we uh, we got signed to Epitaph Records, which is responsible for like a lot of big bands like The Offspring, uh, Rancid, Pennywise. That's a pretty big label. Uh, Dropkick Murphys. Yes, and we managed to be on that label during their rise and the height of their success. So we went along. Any band that was on Epitaph Records at the time kind of went for this ride. You know, you rode the wave. Every punkarama from two all the way forward, if I remember right. Yeah. And then uh, give them the boot. One, th- what is there? Five of them? I don't know. Like th- these are ones that I know CDs that. Yeah, I, I yeah. lost track after the first few. No shit, so, right? But but <laughs> and we we were like the first band on Epitaph to kind of do like bi- the bilingual thing. We brought like the whole Mexican American street core type of thing to it, and 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 it 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 really a lot of people in Southern California, like in in Latin America, like latched on the to what we were doing. So that, that carried us, you know, we were able, that gave us the international level of success and we managed to do a lot of cool things. So, um, just throughout the years, I, we, the band, we, we opened a record store in Riverside, California, where we were from. And we, we had like a, like a really small independent record store. And then like when Best Buy and all these big chains started carrying CDs and whatnot, it kind of blew us out of the water. So that kind of fizzled after a few years. But we managed it. We had like a, a back space in the back of our record store where we would promote shows, bands that were touring. And uh, the bands would come, play in our back room, and then they would sell their records in our record store. So it really worked for the fans of that type of music back in the, you know, during yeah. that time. So we had some really cool bands play there, like Lagwagon, uh, Citizen Fish, uh Chumbawamba, like a lot of, like a lot of, like I a, love it. You know, bands that you know that were now are kind of big and they're still around. So anyhow, that's where I got into the whole promoting thing. You know, it's the whole DIY do-it-yourself punk rock mentality where you just put on shows in a basement, a back room, a living room, wherever. You know, and uh, that's how I got into the whole promoting 
end of things. And, and anyhow, throughout the years being in the band, I became the managing member of the band, uh, dealt with a lot of the stuff with between the booking agents and record label all the all the bad shit along with all the good shit i'm sure yeah not only having to sing on stage but also having to handle that while everyone else is having a good time and whatnot you know but i did it for years i'm the oldest brother out of three that are in the band so i've always had that big brother role you know and everybody just kind of rolled with it you know so um many many years later after that you know in 2000 uh, right around 2001, I moved out to this area to to Bullhead City, and and kind of just felt an attraction to the area and came in and started doing some of those promotions locally around here. You know, um, what was the driving factor to getting out of Southern California? Was it just kind of the rat race and kind of a little quieter, a little more laid back? Exactly. You know, it was the whole thing. We were very busy at the time and always on the road, raising two children. You know, and and going on the road and and stuff. I, I needed. I did. I felt like there was no separation between being home and being on tour because it just was so hectic in in California. The rat race, everything. Of going course, on. yeah. People knew where I lived. People were knock random people knocking on the oh, door. God. Oh shit! Trying to give me demos and stuff because you know we were, had some pretty cool stuff going on. Of course, you know? yeah, yeah. And uh, I just wanted to go somewhere where I could have that separation between family life and tour life. You know, and and that was that was the main thing. Just wanted to go somewhere where, and actually, uh, a, a lot more affordable than California. You know. Yeah, no shit. That, and I'm sure <laughs> that's a huge driving factor. Yeah. There's a uh, you know Dave Chappelle. Yeah. Dave Chappelle's from near where I'm from, and uh, he grew up in a, in a little town called Yellow Springs, and he said he just you know did those two recent uh, stand up. Uh, specials a couple months back or on Netflix and part of them was an interview and they're like why don't you live somewhere like why do you why are you flying four or five hours to LA to do a gig yeah. from Dayton Ohio and he's like because when I go to Yellow Springs I don't have anybody fuck with me they don't come to my house they don't do that I walk down the street and they still call me <clears throat> young David right there's still old guys at the di- diner that just call me David I'm not some celebrity every once in a while somebody will be there and go oh shit you're Dave Chappelle you live in a little tiny town in farm country right it makes perfect sense now that you put it like that, like why people do that. I get it. Yep. And, you know, when I moved to Bullhead, there there were people there that were fans of the band, and, and, and I had that whole there's rock star moving into town and whatnot. But once people started meeting me and seeing me interact and, and just be a normal dude at the local bar or whatever. Yeah, right. You know, they they uh, now I'm just Frank, you know, the guy, you know, and, and it's really cool, you know, and, and, and uh, it, it's a different pace so anyhow uh i started doing stuff out out in this whole area you know voodoo glow schools have played kingman a few times in the past and uh i knew that there were there was an interest out here you know and 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 uh i started trying my luck booking at places uh uh, in bullhead city mainly a couple different little bars that gave me a chance and and and, uh you know i would i would import bands from california and places because there were no local bands but People would come out to the shows and uh, just kind of developed my own little thing. And in in between tours and whatnot, you know, just always kind of getting involved in, in, in trying to help local art. And, and always and promoting so. your local scene, whatever yeah. whatever the art scene might be. That's why, like, anytime I had back when the, again, to go back to the House of Sound days, downtown Kingman, there was nothing going on. There was no scene. And I always I had... My dad was very wise to, to, to say it. And I remember him telling me I was probably 17 or 18 and, and heard a bunch of my, you know, miscreant friends just bitching about how, 
well, there's all these goddamn metal bands playing here. Nobody gives a shit about metal. We're, bring on more Guttermouth, more of this, more of that. U.S. Bombs. Yeah. Always played here. I'm sure you met Dwayne mm-hmm. a million times. Oh, yeah. Toured with him several times. Uh, I had the, the opportunity to meet Dwayne Peters and actually met his mother because she was on tour with them for some reason, and I thought that was cool as shit. But I talked to him one time. He said he loved playing King. And I said, why the hell do you guys play? You guys have played here like four or five times this year. He goes, we like playing here because everybody knows every single word to every single song. Yeah. And you guys are starving for something. And exactly. he said it felt like playing your like little brother's backyard birthday party or something when you're starting yeah. out as a band. And I and I absolutely love that. But like my anyway, to go back to the metal thing, there was all these metal shows there. You had once a month there was a punk show at House of Sound, and I was bitching about it. My dad goes, support whatever the fucking scene is. You support it. Support it because the more you support it, the more people are apt to come in. It doesn't matter if it's a country band or this band or that band, more and more people will do it if you see that you're doing it. And I feel like you're doing that, especially with the festival. Yeah, that you know, I, I've, I've tried my luck at a, a, a lot of things throughout the years in this area. You know, I owned a couple of venues in Havasu. And and at that time, you know, I, I struggled with it because it's it's Lake Havasu. It's not a big mecca for music and, 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 and stuff, you know. So it was hard to get people to come out consistently. Yeah. But now, many, many years later, I still see some of these people that were around during that time and they remember what I did and, and they appreciate it and they bring it up to me. And a lot of the stuff I I forgot because it wasn't a good time for me because when you're a business guy, obviously you don't want to lose. But that's what it was happening. But the people remembered the positive stuff side of it, which was I was bringing bands that would normally not go to Lake Havasu. Right. TSOL, you know, gutter mouth, oh, all these man. punk bands and stuff. That, I remember that I, I actually remember missing the TSOL show. Now that you bring that, thank you for that scar. Thank you. <laughs> I was like, God damn it. I've got a job and I got a family and I got a, true sounds of Liberty are playing in Havasu and I can't go. Yeah, so, so, anyway, so, so this whole thing, I mean, with promoting, this is, this is in your DNA. You've done this all your life really is promoted yeah. local bands and try to help out the local scene and that kind of stuff. It's just, it's part of you and you're, you're continuing on with it. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a new chapter now. You know, I, I just recently, Recently left Voodoo Glow Skulls, and it was kind of, I'm not going to say a, a shock, but I, I left suddenly. You know, I, I, I planned on staying through the end of the year. We had stuff booked, and uh, just things have, have been happening behind the scenes, and, 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 and besides the music, um, guys in the band that would have been in the band for a while decided they were leaving as well, not just me horn players and stuff were like you know we're we're at the end of our road and, and it just seemed like there was not a, there was more like a revolving door of people kind of, kind of coming and going with the band and uh, it just kind of I'm not going to say it felt like we were going nowhere cuz the band is still busy and, and 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 was busy but just musically and 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 artistically I wasn't feeling it anymore and uh I've got other things that I that that I, I want to pursue you know which is this festival and uh just, just my, my, I own a bike, the only bicycle shop in Bullhead City, and I do the skateboards. And, that's a rad stop, rad stop, ride shop. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's another thing that a lot of people uh, probably didn't know that you know there's a, there's a passion of mine are bicycles and, and BMX racing and all that stuff. Uh, so I just decided I want to concentrate time on doing what I, I want to do, and in a few things that happened on the road recently just kind of influenced me to to make my decisions. So. Well, and you know, there's something to be said for uh, the wisdom in knowing when it's time to tr- start another a new chapter. And you can't start a new chapter until you finish the 
you know, the prior one. So that's right. You know. Yeah, I didn't, you know, a lot of, I got some people that are upset with me. It's like, oh, how, how dare you leave in the middle of a, of a tour and leave the band hanging? Um, you know, I did 29 years of this. And, and not only was I in the band, but I was the manager of the band and I ran the career of the band for all these years. So um, I, I think I deserve to, to call it quits whenever whenever I want to. And, and that's where yeah. I'm at with it, you know. It, 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 when you quit something and with anything, if you decide you're done, you're done. I don't think there's really an explanation needed, you know. It's like, hey, I'm done with it. When you walk out on a job or whatever, not necessarily a good thing, but sometimes you do it for yourself and you feel good about it and and and, and you move on and, and that's where I'm at. So. I think the people that make those comments probably haven't done something for 29 years under the circumstances that you were <laughs> doing it. Absolutely. You know? And don't yeah. understand the the pressure and rigors of, like you said, family life. Yeah. Because you have to, you essentially have two families. In your case, you have one giant family. It's just a portion of it goes on tour and performs all these shows for all these fans. Right. And I'll, I'll, you don't have to say it, but I'll say it. Like anybody who wants to tell you and question you and judge you for the decisions you make in your life, they can fuck off. Like, yeah. that, you know, like that's, that's, that, I, that's just me personally because I'm like that too. It's That's between you and your soul and the band. Yeah, well, what, what makes it hard else. too is, is two of the you know the other founding members of the band are my younger brothers, so it's family, and uh, you know I want nothing more to the, to to be able to maybe just you know the, they they got somebody to replace me, which is fine and fulfill the commitments, and I hope it works out for them. The guy they got is a credible dude, uh, you know, and 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 uh, hopefully it works out for them, and and, and that's good for me because then that just means I don't have to do it anymore. <laughs> yeah, and and you can start your own chapter like going forward, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you know, and and, and uh, there's some animosity, and you know they're mad at me and, and this and that, and and but I I hope that down the line in the near future. I could just be brothers with my brothers and not have to have yeah. this band be the thing. That's... You guys were brothers before. You'll be brothers after. I have two little brothers yes. too. I'm the oldest of three. Like I get it. I totally get the, you know, the sibling thing. I, I do. So, so that's the whole thing with the voodoo thing. I mean, I, you know, there, uh, after a while, it, it really. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that comes with it. A lot of it's family stuff, and 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 it's unfortunate that like the band and the family, it's one thing. It, it, it could suck for other guys in the band that aren't the family members. They're yeah. subjected to stuff that they shouldn't be subjected to. And, uh, you know, I just I just felt like it was time for me to move on. And, 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 and I'm not going to say put it out of its misery because the band's still going on, but just call it quits and, and, and let them do their own thing. And, and I'm obviously doing my own thing. So Absolutely. Yeah. And it's not like it's a negative thing. There's uh, tons of guys that quit bands that, because they're drug addicts. They get fired. Yeah. You did it on your own terms and you did it right. And anybody, like I said, anybody that wants to yeah. get in your face about it, that's not your brothers or the guy, other guys in the band, yeah. they don't matter. And you may, it sounds like you made the right choice, man. Well, thanks, man. And, 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 uh, and I, I'm a totally appreciative of all the fans and people that are still supporting me, even those that, 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 that aren't, you know, they don't get it. Uh, much love, and, and I appreciate your support throughout the years because uh, the music, I'm always going to be Frank Voodoo, and it's always going to be a part of my life. It's just that I don't want to be out there putting myself out there anymore. And, you know, I've got the rest of my life to, to enjoy me and my, my, my wife and, and my kids and my family, and that's what I've decided to do. So Your, your bike shop in, uh, in, uh, in, Bull, it's in Bullhead, right? It's in yeah. Proper uh -huh. Bullhead proper. It's right uh -huh. there on Hancock, right? Yeah, yeah. Hancock, yeah. yeah. Well, did it start as a skate shop only, or was it a bike? What was it first? How, how did well, it, it was originally a bicycle shop, 
my son my son has been racing bicycle motocross uh since he was three and he's 18 now so we, we had him racing okay up, up until like last year he quit you know he's going to college now and he's kind of outgrown it and i mean he still loves to ride but that's what got me into the bicycle okay. business uh, I was always volunteering at the local BMX track. Actually, the BMX track here in Kingman, I was their announcer for like the first six months that they opened. Oh, I shit. I, I didn't, didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know that either. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was, I'd come out there and announce for them and be there. I was their their guy. Oh, right on. And so I was always been involved with that. And uh, I decided after a few years, you know, there was no really good bike shop in Bullhead. And, and, and uh, I was already building bicycles for other parents and their kids and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So uh, I decided to open up a shop and just kind of do something when I'm not on tour, you know, just start a business with it. And so it's also a skate shop now, too? Is that what you said? Yeah, because there's no skate shop in Bullhead City. Uh, And obviously those kids at the skate park ride those scooters and all that stuff. And I decided to bring that stuff in. So I'm just kind of it's, you know, a a ride shop is what what it is. Okay. So we do skateboards, scooters, scooters. Repair all bicycles, you know, and, and, and you've been doing uh, retrofit stuff with electric. Yes, I, 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 I've been catching that on Facebook here and there. And yeah, I'm like, yeah, that looks like fun. Yeah, it looks like less dangerous than a motorcycle, but just dangerous enough that if I wreck, oh, it, I fuck myself up. Like, yeah, you the, those electric bikes could go up to like 40, 45 miles an hour, and and and, and uh, okay, so. I didn't know they they would go that wow. fast. Yeah, now I kind of want one. Yeah, huh. and 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 they're really cool. The the mid drive electric motors is like like the next thing. You can pretty much retrofit any bicycle and turn it into an electric bike. You know, it, it's getting more efficient. The packaging is getting more efficient and everything. Yeah, like that. yeah. Gonna, you can buy a full-on e-bike. That's what they're called. But you know, they're going to set you back three to four grand for a decent one. But you can uh, buy this motor kit for like a thousand bucks and turn your bike into an electric bike, and, and it, they're efficient. That's and, awesome. You know, and and, and stuff. So um, I've been getting into a lot of that. Bicycles are a passion of mine, you know, and I grew up in the, you know, mid to late 70s running around on my BMX bike. So those are fond memories and and, and being on a bicycle and riding BMX back in the day taught me a lot. As a I kid. can remember you- the first first actual bike I remember owning that wasn't like a Huffy. It was a GT Dyno and then I had a GT Performer, yeah. like 86, 87, something oh, yeah, like man. that. Like sky blue with the blue and white foam pad cover. Yeah. Just as ugly 80s shit as you can possibly imagine. Do you do, you do uh, road bikes also? or I do road bikes. Okay. Being the only bike shop, you have to be uni- do everything. universal, you know? Um, so, yeah, you 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 got you to, gotta, you know, work with everybody and, okay. and stuff. So, I mean, yeah, it's, that's another thing I do. So, the bicycles, promoting at Lazy Harry's, uh you know, and, and uh, now I can actually still do music because I've got Tiki Bandits, which is, uh, I guess you could say a local band, you know. Uh, I, so. I would say that when you call it a local band, it's definitely a conglomeration of the local area expanded out at least 50 miles. Yeah. Because you're in it, you're down on Bullhead, you got Becca, you got everybody. And I, you guys kick ass because well, I've you. seen you a few times. And then most recent time, I, I shit you not, I did not know that you're going to be at Ian's graduation party yeah. until the day of and I'm like Porsche's like my daughter she's as we're driving up the mountain um she's like did you know that there's a band playing I said yeah I I had heard like somebody was playing she's like tiki band I'm like oh shit well this is this party just got way cooler yeah yeah see <laughs> and that's that's another cool thing is that you know Phil Phil uh, Durrett you know the uh, yeah. overkill photography he's in you know I, photography obviously it's an art form as well and so he's 
you know, he he's like our, our photog, you know. He's like our guy who's always taking photos of the band. Number one fan, too. You know, yes. Yeah, so um, Tiki Bandits, you know, we do our own thing. And I think we're a good representation of this area because, you know, you got the whole Route 66 thing going on. And we play all the 50s and 60s songs that, not all of them, but, you know, our collection songs that we like. And we, we, we punk them up a little bit and turn them, you know, you, well, you've seen the band, you know. Oh, we yeah. do our own version of them. And, and so... Uh, you know, it's become a really cool thing for us, and people are starting to embrace us locally and stuff. So it's it's fun. So I can still do music, just do it on my own terms, you know. And, yeah, man, and, and still go home and, at the end of the night. Yeah, I'm not gonna beat up by traveling. <laughs> yeah, no shit. It's yeah. like what my dad was an over the road truck driver for 30 years, and then when he got a day gig, he yeah. couldn't he didn't know what it was like to come home and sleep on a Wednesday. You know what I mean? Instead of right. being gone five six days or like a couple weeks at a time, it's, I get it, man. Like yeah. it's it's got to. It's exhausting. No, we're just talking about. You said flying out of South America. You, in Brazil, you said oh, total. It's what sixteen hour on the, yeah or whatever. Yeah, 14, you, yeah you you literally get on a flight and and you know like most people that get nervous or whatever. If you drink, you know you'll you'll drink your cocktails, <laughs> and and then you know you drink it so much that you pass out. And those flights are so long to where you 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 drink, you pass out, you take a nap, you wake up, and you're still not there. So you drink again. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. So yeah, right. I mean, it's just never. It just seems it's it's like an eternity. But I mean, it's rewarding when you get there because I mean, South America and people that don't get to see American bands and experience American culture. They eat, they eat it up. They eat know? it up, man. Yeah. Huge. Some of the biggest crowds I've ever played to have been in South America. You know, what would the biggest? What would be the biggest venue? How many? Yeah. Many what people was the biggest biggest crowd you ever played to? Uh, well, we've European festivals are really very big. I mean, you play in front of a hundred to two hundred thousand people. Right. Wow, That's so you insane. Know? I mean, I mean, you'll be playing a, a, a European festival where a side stage, and there are several of them. Is thirty thousand people? Wow! Holy shit! You know? Yeah. Um, but I think the the biggest show I played was in in, in Chile a few years back. Uh, we played with uh, Marky Ramon, his band, and uh, I, I think in front of our stage during the time there was like maybe seventy five thousand people. It was how intimidating God. is that? It it can be intimidating, but when you've been doing it for such a long time. You you just kind of go through the motions and 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 when the crowd is so massive and they're so far away from you, you just I hate to say it, but you got to just go through those. You got to throw your rock and roll moves, man. You know. Yeah, you, yeah. You just go go with it and and you hope that it's sounding okay at the other end and, and uh, <laughs> you know because I mean a lot of these because there is an other other end way out yeah, there. Yeah. Those <laughs> people watching you on a video screen and and, and well put and it this way, half well, well we pulled up to the venue. People waiting in line to get into the concert were getting shot by a water cannon. Like they had like military police in these like water t- cannon tanks, like a Holy military shit. tank that's just like a big water. Just to cool them down like, or to control no, crowd to, control. To crowd, crowd control. control. Okay. Oh my God. No, no, no. It was not. I mean, and and they were. And so when we pulled up, we we're like, "What the fuck? What, what is? What the hell's going on?" You know. <laughs> so we ended up playing this place, and it was just a big soccer field, stadium place. The whole soccer stadium, the ground level was was full of people, just as far as you can see the sides. And when it's so massive like that, and you got so many people, it's it's. It's a definite rush, you know, and like I said, you just got to go through your rock and roll moves and, and be the rock star and pretend like you're like, ah, fuck, I do this every day. All time, man. Yeah, yeah. this yeah. is no big deal. You know? It's You sound like, uh, what's his name, uh, Al Barr 
singer for uh, Dropkick Murphys. Yeah. When they go, like they'll play, you know, smallish venues, three, two, two to three thousand here in the states. But when they go to uh, when they go, when they go to Japan, yeah, they eat it up over there. Yeah. They play they played Budokan like five or six times. It's like holy crap, twenty five thousand people venue, right? And they'll sell it out and they'll play four or five shows four or five days in a row and sell wow. out every single night. I can't even imagine, but I he in some Dropkick Murphy's uh, documentary Al Bar was talking about right. that. He's like, you just got to pretend like this is what we do every day, so, and you know, it works and it's badass. And you got to learn to adapt because you know one day you'll be playing in front of that many people, and the next day you'll be playing in front of 150 people at a at a bar. You know, what would you prefer? I prefer the small, intimate setting. The Voodoo Glow Skulls were also always known for being like a interactive band. With the fans, you know, you the crowd is a part of the show. Oh yeah, you know, if the crowd's set, standing there with their thumb up their ass watching you, you know, or with their phones out, which is what everybody does now, you know, it's fucking um, irritating, man. You it, know, but it, but we come from the days where the crowd was. Food Glow Skulls are like a a band where like the old hardcore bands, you know, it's like people interact, stage diving and moshing or whatever and, and just having a good time. Not in a violent way, but, you know, just... In the, in the proper way. Know, yeah. Yes. And and so it, it's very odd when, when you go to a place and, and, and that's not happening. But that's why we always prefer the intimate setting because you can usually count on whatever amount of people are in this small place. They're in your face. They can feel the music. This is almost exactly what George Thurgood said a while back. I mean, you know, he he would do the mega stadiums eventually, yeah, and was very very popular. And and he said he was so separated from the people because they it was security and the fences and they're up and and he quit doing it. He said I'm not, he was making a shitload of money, but he said I can't do it. He would rather be in a small right. place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it it definitely the energy you can create between the audience and and the band is is incredible when you got that right environment. And that's one thing I've always fed off of is is the crowd. You know. They're the ones that motivate you to go crazy or on stage or, you know, whatever. Or maybe you know? step up your game like, oh, God damn it. Yeah. And then you're yeah, like, yeah. I, I can only imagine like 150 super fans as opposed to 10,000 people who are waiting for the band who's coming after you. Right. Yeah. It's, it's no question. You play for the people that are the super fans. Those yeah. are the ones you, if it were me, that's what yeah. I would, that's exactly what yeah. I would want. I absolutely love, like, I shit you not for whatever reason, I didn't know Tiki Bands were playing at Sporties one night. And I just, it was a night where I had worked at the brewery, closed down, and I walked over Sporties to get a beer, and I was like, what are they, got a fucking surf rock band? Oh, the Tiki Band. And I just walked past, and you're talking about, like, you know, it's intimate and in your face, because they don't even have a stage. No. You guys are just ground level, and people are just standing there. I don't, like, it blows my mind. I had a metal show there a few weeks ago. Yeah, I yeah. absolutely love that. Like, I just have more fun the more intimate the setting is. Yeah, you know, uh, I tell people this all the time. Uh, I think that bar, Sportsman's and Kingman Sportsman's Club, is it, it's it, it's literally my favorite dive bar it, ever. It, it really, I mean, it is. I mean, it's like over a hundred years old or whatnot. Yeah, you know, and 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 it's just the area that it's in, and 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 the history of evolving it and stuff, of you know that revolves around it, and just this whole area and stuff. I, I enjoy playing there and and it's just like a cool vibe because it's the only place where you can really go and 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 like i I always get a kick out of it because i'll when we're playing i'll look out into the crowd and you'll see like the young kids getting into it up front bopping around and then i look beyond them and then there's like a dude with like a big cowboy hat yeah the bar, you know what i mean it's just <laughs> like kind of bopping that cowboy yeah. hat up and down a little bit yeah yeah that's what i tell people man. it could be like, in a movie like, it could be the whole thing could be in a movie scene you know really yeah. could be 
the I always tell people that Sporties is a dive bar that's not pretentious. Right. That knows it's a dive bar, that knows that it smells like piss. They know that the dot, the locks on the bathrooms don't work. Right. And that's what makes it awesome. Yeah. And exactly. that and the people, because <clears throat> you'll see, I've, I've definitely seen doctors, nurses, homeless people, punk rockers, metalheads, cowboys, all partying together. Yeah. And then you have the other thing that's my favorite part. My favorite aspect is that's the after hours bar for everybody who's in the service industry that works downtown Kingman. Right. They go there and bitch about their customers. Yeah. And that's one of my favorite things to do is just kind of vent, sit outside, chain smoke cigarettes, drink cheap beer, cheap cocktails that are gonna make you feel awful the next day. But you're having a great time at Sporties because it's it's everybody. It's a it, good cross section. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so it, it's a close I tell you that what's the the dive not the dive bar but the up in vegas it's, double down yeah thank you god damn it i can never remember the name of the double down mostly because oh, yeah. i leave there fucked up but like that's another place it's it's yeah. the sporties of of uh of vegas as far as i'm concerned it's yeah. dirty it's filthy you can cuss out the bartender they cuss you out we were yeah. just talking about it's sporties great. with the last I mean, earlier today just to, the, truth be told we had another musician here when it she was, was here she we were talking about you tried to recruit them last night to go to go to sporties, go yeah. to sporties. And they're like nah we need to get to bed and i'm like right. We need to go to sport. Like they, yeah. I always do my best to get people to go to that bar because it's because yeah. it's fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I love it. And then you know, meet some good people there. And then that's that. Consider that like for Tiki Bandits, that's like our that's 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 the hub. That's yeah. your like uh, that's you would the, be like the house band, so yeah, to speak. Yeah, because I just think it, that that place brings, like you said, it kind of brings everybody together. And if you're there on the right night, man, it, it, it a lot of cool stuff happens, you know. And, and it's just you know, it's 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 a good representation of what's going on here now have you ever been there on a random like tuesday night or like a wednesday night and then all of a sudden you're like where did all these fucking drunks come from that's everybody that works weird and you look around and go but i'm here and then you're like i'm a drunk i am one of those people yeah no the it's the it's the go-to bar for almost all the people i work with at the hospital yeah because we all we know we work random weird days of the week so we're working 12 some of us work nights some weird work hours days. yeah and then you have like the doctors and nurses that work er that just want to blow off some fucking yeah. steam they open up at uh 7 a.m so you can go there after a night shift which oh, yeah. i've done before it's one of my favorite things to do yeah go, you know uh liquid breakfast is what we call it yeah and i've ran into uh europeans in there man partying oh, they yeah. absolutely love it you know they love it. all the tourists love going yeah. in there especially the europeans because they're like yes. oh this bar is disgusting <laughs> <laughs> can <laughs> i have another uh cause original please yes yeah. but, but they love route 66 man. oh absolutely. they they are crazy about route 66 absolutely so, yeah so speaking of to round this out yeah yes. we need to go yeah, yeah, you yeah. got you got some more promotion to do tonight yeah, you're gonna I, go yeah. around and talk to I some got, of the I bar owners sportsman's man and you go to, I think I go to uh, um, the brewery also to Blackbridge and talk to them about some stuff and and get this thing promoted properly. Oh yeah, yeah. and I'm yeah. gonna um, get some of these flyers to put up at the Absolutely. brewery. So I work there tomorrow at the brewery. So I'm yeah, we, take we some we've got a bunch of stuff at uh, Black or uh, Black Sheep Tattoo. We're gonna that's gonna be our, our main ticket place where you can cool. actually go there and buy tickets. Those will be available in a couple of weeks, uh, and. You know they're helping. They're doing a lot of the local promotion since I live in Bullhead, and they're, they're here. So yeah, we're, we're you're going to be seeing a lot of presence, and we're going to be going around, uh, handing out stuff and, and and just letting people know, you know, that we were serious about this event and giving out tickets, raffling stuff off, t-shirts and whatnot. There's going to be a lot of 
a lot of street level promotion going on. Which is know? the way to do it these yeah. days. It so really let's is. just let's see yeah. the name again and the Rude, dates. Rude66fest.com, Rude66fest on Facebook. Yep. October 14th. Starts at 11 a.m. All ages, obviously uh, yep. 21 and up to drink. Pre-sale uh, tickets, 10 bucks. Yep, early early bird tickets right now. If you go to Rude66, that's R-U-D-E, 66fest.com. Uh, we got tickets for 10 bucks right now. They're going to be $20 a day of the show. So, you know, I encourage people to come out. And if you have a car and you want to show it, any any type of car, all we have different categories. You can go on the website and register your car right now also for like 15 bucks. And that includes the wristband to get into the show. So oh, wow. you're basically paying to get into the show and your car, you know, you show your car. And you get so. parking that's a little bit better than. Yeah. And this <laughs> is, this is right? mo- motorcycles too, right? Everything. Motorcycles. We okay. have a motorcycle class. Okay. Um, and we've got, I think, 10 different categories. Best air-cooled, best lowrider, best mini truck, uh, best classic, club pick, you know, um, we have a Miss Rude 66 contest for pinup girls. Uh, you know, we're going to do that. Lots of cool art, some food, and three stages of, of a bunch of really cool bands that are preserving music that was from, you know, the Route 66 era and we're just doing it in a modern way. So it's going to be real, really fun. It's going to be cool. kick, kick ass, and I can't wait. I can't either. Yeah. So thank so, you very much for coming yeah, in. Yeah, thanks, thank Frank. Thank man, you. we really thank appreciate you, thank it. you guys for the opportunity. It's been it's been a lot of fun. Learned a lot too. Route sixty six fest, man. Yeah. And it's people, a, go listen to Tiki Bandits if you ever see them playing. There, it's a fucking spectacle. They're great. <laughs> thank you. Thank you yes. very much. All right, that's all for us. Good night, folks. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you, Frank. Watch your baby, baby, won't you join?